I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dixon, looking to measure up across, gets one in. It's a goal there! It's Kevin Campbell! A superstar for Arsenal! Kevin Campbell unmarked, picks the only spot that would have got him a goal. The keeper's very unlucky there, Lam. A great attempt, but a magnificent cross and a, a great finish there. Hello and welcome to this week's In Lockdown, brought to you by Lavazza. Today we're going back to the pre-Arsene Wenger era to catch up with striker Kevin Campbell. Kevin was a prolific goal-getter in our youth academy before bursting into the first team as a teenager. He went on to play more than 200 times, scoring 59 goals and winning the title in 1991. Kevin, let's start then, way back when you... um... When you joined the club as a as a schoolboy, how did how did you get scouted? How did the whole move come about? And can you remember your sort of first contact with the club? Well, I, I supported the club. Uh, my first time at, at Highbury was nineteen seventy seven, so I was a fan. Yeah, and obviously, me and my friends at the time from South London couldn't really afford to, to, to the tickets, so we used to just go up for the for the atmosphere. And then when they let people out, open the gates of the North Bank, we used to. We used to quickly go in and and be in awe of obviously the 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 place you know the North Bank and watching the players on the pitch etc. So uh, my oldest brother was a was an Arsenal fan etc. So um, that's how we Arsenal connection came up playing football for for school. It was Fred Ricketts who's uh, passed away, bless him. He was the South London scout and he spotted me playing for South London schools. Right. And he said to me, you know, he's a scout at Arsenal and uh, would I be interested in... And, uh, you know, all I heard was, I'm a scout for Arsenal, would you be interested in that? And I swear to you, I didn't hear the rest because, you know, it, I just went, like, dreamy. So what was it like, that, that that first those first few sessions going in, wearing the shirt and stuff? It, it must have been um, a bit surreal, was it? No, we, we didn't wear the shirt because um, you didn't get training kit. You, you had to... You, you had to bring your own kit, you know, you, you come in and you train. So, obviously, if you're going to have different teams, you, you then you've got the bibs. You know, you'd have different sets of bibs and stuff like that. It was such a wonderful time for me because it was brilliant. You know, there was a, it was a great a, a mixture of cultures, 
but it was amazing. Pat Rice was was unbelievable. Vic yeah. Akers has always been first class with all the youngsters, and yeah. um, you know they they made it they made it be known to us what was expected of us and what Arsenal meant. That was from day one. That whole backroom staff, you know, getting us on the right mental level. I think that's that's the key. Mm. I'm not sure if that happens now. The, the, the mentality of it all was was anything far superior than you know any of us have ever been involved with. You know, they let us know what it's like to play for the Arsenal, so and um, and be a part of the Arsenal. So it was brilliant. So George Graham came in in '86 to, to to manage the first team, and that's just about the time when you're you know you're starting to play with the youth team now, aren't you? Um, so what was that like? Did he have much contact? Did you have much contact with him? at that age, at the start, or was he more just focused on the first team and, and left the youth team to, to the youth coaches? You know, the first day when George, we came in and George Graham, we had any dealings with George Graham, George Graham read the right act to everybody. He said, look, you know, there's a team, that, that team in Liverpool called Liverpool Merseyside. He said, that's who we're going for. And he looked at all of us, sat in the front, uh, cross legs in the front, you know, he said, oh, you guys, from you to the reserves, to the first team, and when you look at the first team, you know, you had the likes of Charlie Nicholas, Tony Woodcock, Dave O'Leary, Tommy Caton, good international players there, you know. So it was, that was the hierarchy. And he spoke to us like he was speaking to the first team about everybody was together. Yeah, we're all one club. And, you know, if you guys look, look to us and point at us, if you guys are good enough, you will get your chance. And, you know, normally you think a manager's just saying that, you know, but we really believed it. And I guess, well, your job was, was scoring goals. And I've just been looking at your stats, actually, from the youth teams. And it's incre- it's pretty incredible. I mean, you're easily a goal a game at youth level. 61 goals in the 87-88 um, from 53 games at, at youth and reserve level. You were doing everything you could to, to put yourself um, in the manager's thoughts. What the manager used to do, you, you know about the famous back four, back five. And that back four, back five, he used to train them every day. And what he used to do, he used to get the youth team across to play against them. But what he, George Graham was a smart manager. What he used to do, he used to coach the defence as well as the attack. So you imagine, we're young players getting coached by the first team manager. Yeah. But he's also coaching the defence. Yeah. So that can only make me better. I guess, yeah, if you're, if you're training against what was becoming the best defence in the country, by the time you're then playing youth football at the weekend, it's a lot easier. Isn't it? Exactly. Well, yeah. it should be a yeah. lot easier. Yeah. That, that is massive for your confidence. So not that I'm travelling or anything like that with the team at that time, but just going over and training with them, you know, was, was really good for me and um, taught me a lot. And, you know, the first team players at Arsenal, a lot of the young players were coming through. Tony Young was always first class. David O'Leary was always fantastic with me. Steve Bold, Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterman. All of these players were absolutely first class with me, you know, giving me little tips and stuff like that. So I was a sponge back then. And um, having a youth team manager like Pat Rice, who'd captained the club, lifted silverware, you know, he was a, he was a fantastic coach as well. So I could only but, but do well. So... You made your debut, first team debut at 18, and you must have been absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get going, were you, by that age, scoring all those goals in the youth team? You must have just been like, let, let me add it. Let me let me show you what yeah, I can do. I mean, that was because we played, we played Doncaster in the FA Youth Cup final first leg away. 
and that was on a Friday night. I was supposed to be on the bench the next day for the first team. Yeah, but the first team were playing Sheffield Wednesday. So obviously Yorkshire, the, the, the management and the, I think the team, the, the first team came over to watch the game. We, we blew them away. We, we won the game 5-0. I got at trick in 25 minutes. Second half, when I went through, I got taken down for a penalty, um, which Dave Villiers uh, scored. But I, I suffered a dead leg, really bad dead leg. So I came, so they took, to, took me off for precaution. And i never forget, I was in the dressing room icing my leg. And then George Graham came in and he said, well done today. He said, look, you know, you make sure you ice your leg. You know, you, you, you go back with the boys. You won't be on the bench tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'll see you next week. So I was devastated, you can imagine. Then come the last game of the season, which was funny enough against Everton away. They said, right, you're, 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 you're travelling and you're definitely going to be on the bench. Well, that was it for me, wasn't it? I got 12 minutes. 12 minutes seemed like two minutes. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, the time went so fast when I was on the pitch. Um, we ended up winning the game 2-1. Can you remember? I don't know what you what you did that evening. I mean, your family must have been so proud. You know your Arsenal first team debut. Can you remember the first people you spoke to? Were there, were there anyone there from your family to watch? No, there was none of my family there uh, to watch the game, and um, I think they were listening to it on the radio mm. back in London. And then um, obviously we, we came back, and um, I went back to uh, Brixton, and all all the boys, all my my mates were were there. You know, we just because it was the last game of the season, season yeah. of the finish, it was like, wow, you know, it's amazing you've made your Arsenal debut. I said, no, this is, I, I want more. I, you just won't believe the experience, what it is. I said, I want more of it. I've got to be in the first team. So, you know, everybody was buzzing. I was buzzing. And then you really pushed on, didn't you? I mean, you had a couple of loan spells um, and then came back. Uh, I suppose 1990, 91 season was when you really broke through into the, into the first team. Did, did you feel you just felt ready? Do you felt you belonged at that at that point? Yeah, the the, the two loans were, were were really good for me. Um, you know, going on loan to Leighton Orient first. Um, I remember George Graham saying, you know, look, you're not quite ready for the first team, but you're going to go on loan. And I said, yes. I just said, yes. Where am I going? Like, you know, and he said, you're going to Leighton Orient. And I said, right. I was just got my boots and I was there. You know, I, I, I love every second that Frank Clark was manager. Some really good players in, in in that team, and I fitted in. I fitted in well, and we went on from there. We we pushed on. Pity it was only three months long back then. Yeah. Um, because if it was now, I could have played all the way through to the end of the season. But that was the first year of the playoffs, and I w- went back for the playoffs, and they they made the playoff final and won the playoffs, and uh, I was I was absolutely delighted for them. And then the next season, done well in the in the reserves, and I w- went on loan to Leicester, and um, I done pretty well there. Obviously, that was a couple of steps up. That was yeah. like the championship now, and uh, I done I done okay, done pretty well for for Leicester. When you do when you're scoring goals and you're playing well, and then you come back to Arsenal, you've played league games, you've played you know levels, but you haven't played obviously Division One, which it was at the time, but you know, you'd 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 held your own at championship. So if you could hold your own at like League Two, League Two, which it was then Division Two, you can play. So came back, training was different. I felt like a first team player, and you know, went from strength to strength after that. Yeah, well, that season obviously Arsenal won the league with a 
I think it's still an underrated team. He only lost once all season. You scored what nine goals in the league that season from fifteen starts. Just tell us about that that whole season for you from your perspective. What are you twenty one years old at the time? You must have felt on top of the world. Oh my god! You imagine you know it's um, just getting the opportunity. I think I think that was really important. Being in and around it and being part being part of the preparation, being part of how the team did develop and the attention to detail and then getting my opportunity, George Graham having the faith, because it's a it's a matter of faith having the faith in me that he's gonna put me in. He's gonna tweak the team a little bit and put me in and I'm going in to do the business with Alan Smith. That's what I'm I'm there for. So to be able to to get in the team for a for a title run, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one thing a manager giving an opportunity in, in games that don't mean anything. But for the manager to show faith and put you in for a title run was was amazing. So come on and tell us about the celebrations because that must be, as you say, you're living the dream. You're, you're 21 years old. You've just won the league title. Um, you're striker for Arsenal. Tell us, tell us about that. Because we were playing Manchester United, and if you remember correctly, Nottingham Forest played Liverpool at the City Ground, and that was before our game. So we're at the South Hearts Golf Club. We're having our pre-match meal. Obviously, the game's on, and we're obviously we're hearing or seeing or whatever that Forest have taken the lead, and you know Forest are giving Liverpool problems. And I think uh, Forest ended up winning the game two uh, one, I think, or two nil. And we're going down to um, to, to Highbury Pass, uh, Fringebury Park, and all that. And it's celebrations in the streets. You can imagine, you know, celebrating in the streets. It's it's pandemonium. So we get to we get to the ground, park up, and we go through to the dressing room, and it's like a party atmosphere. You know, the, the, there's the directors in the dressing room, whereas that that never really happened. Peter Hillwood, the late Peter Hillwood, uh, bless the chairman. You know, he he came down with some of the directors and was, you know, uh, having a little tipple and, and and telling us well done and stuff. And we were we, it was it was surreal mm, because normally. Normally you play and then win it. Yeah. Whereas we've won it before we'd even so then the party party hats and the wigs and all that came out. <laughs> you know, George Graham and even Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson came into to our dressing room today, you know, to, to wish us well and say well done. Must be a strange game to play in. As you say, it's just a party atmosphere. Um all that all that motivation all of a sudden gone because you've 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 achieved what you set out to. How did you get through that game? Can you remember? Yeah, I remember it was easy. It was it well, you know, normally when there's you play Manchester United, there's a pressure. But the pressure was off because we'd won the title. So we can play a bit freer. Um Anna Smith scored a hat trick that day. Uh, we ended up winning the game three one. My favourite assist of my career was in that game because I picked the ball up and I turned and I'm running and there was like no way nobody could see how I would get the ball to Alan Smith, but I I passed the ball with my laces and the outside of my foot and it went straight through to him on an angle and he just took it and put it in. I, I remember the feeling, you know, it was it was just amazing that we're winning, we're winning, oh, we won the title, but we're doing the business at home. Mm, I think mm. that was the key. And George Graham was a stickler for, you know, taking no time off. There's no easy game. There's, you know, you've got to see it out because we're the Arsenal. And that resonated throughout the squad. That reson- resonated throughout the team. And, and we were well worthy of, of, of winning that title. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you must have um, you must have thought like, everything's going going right here. You, you mentioned your your um, partnership with Alan Smith was was really firing, and then the next season George Graham brings in Ian Wright. So what was your what was your immediate reaction? Did you think we don't need another striker? We're doing okay. No, here, no, right? no. It wasn't actually. I mean, no, because every time we played Palace, we you know Rocky and Mickey Thomas, myself, Paul Day. Gussies, we always used to wind right up and say, "Right, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, you need to you need to be at our place because he never scored against us, and we always used to give him hell. He just used to look at us envious. <laughs> you know, he was enviously looking at us because yeah. he was a, he was an Arsenal man. You know, yeah. uh, as a, as a kid. So, you know, when it happened that they signed him, right? Look, again, I wanted I want to win, and I want Arsenal to win. I'm an Arsenal fan. There was no moaning. There was no toys out ground. So I went back to the training ground and I said, right, well, I've got to get better. So that helped me develop. So that that was the name of the game. And, you know, that's why I was able to play multiple positions for Arsenal. The team dynamic changed a little when Wrighty came because Wrighty's such a great finisher. I think we start we started playing to Wrighty's strengths, mm. which which isn't a bad thing. But I think Alan Smith, because Alan Smith had won a couple of golden boots, etc. Yeah. Alan Smith's form... Goal scoring form went a little bit. Yeah, we spoke to Alan recently, actually, and we talked talked about this. And he said he he found it difficult, I think, to 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 understand why this change had been made. As he said, he scored a golden, he'd won the golden boot two of the last three years, and then all of a sudden, his nose had been put out of joint a little bit by a new striker coming in. But it wasn't the same for you. Then you wouldn't say that was the same for you. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, I found myself out of the team. At least Alan was playing. I think the reason the reason why. Um, Smudger would say that is because we were, I think we were, and this is no disrespect to, to, to Wrighty, I think we were collective team in 1990-91 season. We played as a team and everything. But when Wrighty came, the team started to play to Wrighty's strengths and maybe took a, a little bit away from Alan Smith because Alan Smith was a wonderful, wonderful player, top striker, but he then started to 
play to Righty's strengths. When eventually me and Righty got together, which was after, which was during the Sheffield Wednesday game. Yeah. Uh, where it was one one one. I come on with twenty minutes to go, and we end up with the game seven one. Yeah. That's when George Graham saw the best of us because we could both. I I improved my hold up play. I improved being a target man. Mm. Not as good as Alan Smith, but I had to improve that part of my game in order to function correctly, in order to to help righty. But my attributes were different to Alan Smith's as well. So I could hunt space. I could run in beyond. I could, you know, harass defenders. I could do so many more things probably to help righty. Was that difficult for you to take at first? As we spoke about your goal scoring record, which I, I guess from a very young age, you always, always been prolific, always scored goals. And now here you are, you've got a, a different um, main goal scorer in the team. Was that difficult to take at first? No, not at all. It, for me, it was. It, it's about Arsenal winning. It's always, and it's always been about Arsenal winning. You know, there was times that I, I played a wide on the right, I played wide on the left, I played wide of a left of a three, I played wide right of a three, I played centre of a three. Yeah, of course, we all want, we all want to do well. But as long as Arsenal win, I'm happy. Believe you me, I'm happy. I've always been an Arsenal fan first. The fact of the matter is I, I can play my part in Arsenal winning. I am more than happy about that. And and as you say, it's about winning and, and the trophies kept coming uh, in the Cups and, and in Europe. Um, what would you say was your highlight from from that point onwards? Because I, I remember some really crucial goals. You scored at one in, against PSG in the, in the semi-final at Highbury. Listen, that was a seriously tense midweek game in, at yeah. the old lady under the lights, wasn't it? That was a serious game. And we knew we knew it, we, it would be nip and tuck with them because, you know, the, the quality they had, we, we felt we should have been ahead from the first leg and uh, we, we, didn't get, we, we were ahead, but they pegged us back. So we knew if we could get ourselves ahead at Highbury, then, you know, we could defend well enough to, to see it out. And luckily, I wasn't even supposed to be playing. I think Merce got injured. Um, just before, wasn't well before the game, and I end up playing. And, you know, the football gods, that's the way they work, don't they? You know, it comes up, Lee Dixon swings across him. I get a header on target, and uh, luckily it, 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 it hits the back of the net, and we end up winning the game 1-0. But again, you know, right, he gets booked in that game and can't yeah. play in the final. Yeah. You know, there's a, he has a, a bit of a little meltdown at half-time. He's going crazy, and we have to calm him down, George Graham's... Um, you know, can't calm himself, has to calm him down, etc. But we go out there and do the business and Copenhagen, you know, was magnificent for us. You know, we, we had virtually half a team, didn't we, you know, going out there. No one gave us a chance against a really, really top Palmer team with some, some world-class talent, you know, but that was, a, that's what, that was what we were about. We were about, you know, defeating the odds and it was just typical Arsenal. We'd go there and you know, I was so pleased for Alan Smith to be able to, 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 to not only play, but get a goal like he did. And it, that was a, a goal worthy to win any, any cup final, wasn't it? I just want to go back to what you just said there about Ian Wright at halftime in the semi-final. Because did you speak to him at halftime? You were close to him, weren't you? Did you? I, I definitely spoke to him. Tony Adams spoke to him. George Graham spoke to him. But sometimes I think he, he, he wanted time on his own at, some, at one stage. Uh, he was in tears and he came out and, you know, we all got around, rallied around and put our arm around him and said, come on, right, you know, we've got this, this ain't finished yet. 
you know, we're not in the final yet. Let's finish this off and then it's a job well done. So he gathered his thoughts and we went back out there and, you know, we worked hard and done the business and got through. So, you know, he, he, he was just that type of character. We'd, we'd, we'd sit him fly off the handle. In, in training, we'd sit him fly off the handle and, you know, if he don't score in a five-a-side, he'd get moody, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, it, right. He just loved to score goals. He was a, that type of character. Rooming with him was, was so funny. Like, I room with him at, at, at times, obviously, and... Um, He's just a character. He's just a just a happy-go-lucky character. He really was. So what you what you see as as a fan is basically what you got as well as a, yes. as a player. Is, is yes, one hundred percent. And imagine as a as a as a young player myself coming through and having the lights of righty around. It makes the place. A, it makes the place. A, uh, it makes the Arsenal environment a better place. It really does. Full of energy. So let's just uh, move it forward just before we finish because um, the next season would have been your last season at Arsenal. There's a lot of change around the club, obviously, with um, the manager changing, Stuart Houston taking over for a while, um, and new strikers coming in, Chris Kiwami and John Hartson came in. What were your emotions at, at this time about? Did you Could you see the end of your Arsenal career come in? Um, and, and how did that sort of manifest itself? Was that down to you? Did you did you speak to the to the board or...? No, I didn't speak to the board. What was because obviously I was a what was built was George Graham built it, and obviously George Graham was 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 sacked. Stuart Houston took over. I was I was injured. I I um, had a back injury, and I wasn't sure what I wasn't sure what was happening. I had to have an operation, so it was up in the air. What was going to happen? But a club like Arsenal can't wait for Kevin Campbell. A club like Arsenal have to have to make moves. You know, Glenn Elder came in, um, Chris Kawamia and John Arson. Who you know, Arsenal made made some moves to bring players in, which which is fine. My contract was up at the end of the season, but I had I needed to obviously one was prove my fitness, and two was to see who the new manager was to see what he what he wanted to do. So you know, it was a bit of a limbo kind of thing. But again, you know. It was it was just circumstances. I, I, I sat down with Bruce Rioch. Uh, we had a we had a conversation, and it didn't quite work out what we what he had in his mind and what I had in my mind. Um, not, it was nothing to do with money. It was just about playing. So I had to make the decision that obviously I had to leave the club to, to play. But obviously I'm still an Arsenal fan, and I still love the club. And obviously Arsenal are, are, are my oxygen. So. But this is this is work, you know. This is work. This is business. So that decision had to be made. It must have been such a tough. I mean, you'd grown up at the club, haven't you, man and boy? You've been there, and it must have been such a uh, an emotional day for you leaving the club. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough, but you know, it's 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 your job at the end of the day, and when you break it down, it comes down to the brutal. It's 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 a business. Football is a business, so that's the way. I had to look at it. I couldn't look at it emotionally or else I would have never left the club. <laughs> if you understand what I mean, I would have just signed, signed and signed and signed. But it is a business and I wanted to play. Um, so that's what I've done. I made that decision that I had to leave the club and um, uh, I left. I left for Nottingham Forest. I mean, your your first goal for them was at Highbury, wasn't it? <laughs> so it's, yeah, uh... it was, funny enough. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Gooners always make me laugh because it was... Uh, you know, they, 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 they cheered my name and then booed me when I scored. So, 
Fox. But you still have a great relationship with the fans, don't you? On social media. 100%. Look, I'm still a, I'm still a gooner. I'm still um, Arsenal through and through. And um, I, I'm st- still up to, to speed on everything Arsenal. So it is what it is. I've, I've returned from player to fan now. And uh, it, it, it still feels great. And now you've got um, your son at Stoke, Tyrese, who's, who's continuing the Campbell goal-scoring uh, tradition. Um, just quickly tell us about him. You must be so proud of, of the career that he's carving out for himself. Oh, definitely very proud. I mean, he spent from seven years old uh, to 16 in the Manchester City Academy. Um, as you know, that, that's a top academy um, with the likes of Phil Foden, Jaden Sancho. They were all in the same team. And um, he got offered a contract, um, but he decided that he wanted to, he needed to go somewhere where there was a pathway. You know, he wanted to the opportunity to play first team football um, and because he believed he had the talent and he just wanted to, to go to a club where, you know, they could recognise his talent and give him mm. a chance to play. Mm. And that club happened to be Stoke City and um, he went to Stoke. And ended up making his debut on his when he was eighteen as well. So that was good. Been at the club now. Been at Stoke. What is it? Yeah, it's his fourth, fifth year at Stoke now. So you know he's done good time there, and he's he's, he's in and around the first team now. He's playing games, he's scoring goals. So you know, not only me, but makes the whole family so so proud. And for you now, Kevin, what are you what are you up to at the moment? Do you get to um, well, obviously nobody's going to Emirates at the moment, but when when the fans are allowed in, do you get to watch Arsenal much? Um, I get to watch Arsenal as, as much as I can, to be honest. I'm, obviously, I'm doing some bits in the media. Um, I've been doing uh, stuff with Facebook, La Liga, uh, out in Spain. Uh, that was last season. And I'm due out there uh, not, pretty soon again. And I, I do Sky. I, I keep in touch with all, all different uh, media outlets as well. So um, that, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm doing now. I'm also um, in lockdown. I've taught myself how to do um, video editing. Oh, right. Okay. I do my own fan interaction of videos because I, I think the fans um, sometimes are uh, are not, not given the voice, um, but, but they always have some great experiences. And as a player, I love to hear the experiences of the fans. So, And it's not just Arsenal fans, by the way. It's, it's all different fans. So. so that's what I do. I create my own content that way. So you've been making use of your time in lockdown then? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Very busy. And you and you're keeping in touch with um many of your of your mates from the Arsenal days and Vic and Pat you still speak to and obviously your your, your old teammates as well, David Hillier. Yeah, yeah, the, the old teammates, we all have a we all have a um a WhatsApp group and um we keep in touch that way. You know, it's it's really good to to, to see the banter flying about on there from time to time, you know, it's still, it, it never changes, honestly, from the dressing room. It's always nice. It's good to see a lot of the boys um, doing well in the media as well. It's a, it's a privilege to have played at the Arsenal and, and with such great players. Kevin, that's a great note to leave it on. I think that's uh, fantastic going back through the, through the years, listening to your stories. I could do it all day. It's, uh, thanks a lot for your time. No, thank you. And uh, thank you very much for, for inviting me on. And I hope everybody enjoys it. Our thanks to Kevin for his time today. Always a pleasure to hear from a man who still clearly has so much affection for the club. And we've got some more interviews with Arsenal greats coming up in the next few weeks. So to make sure you get them automatically downloaded to your device each Tuesday, remember to click that subscribe button. While you're there, we'd love to see your feedback and reviews as well. 
Thanks again to our partners at Lavazza. Remember, if you're in the UK, you can purchase your favourite coffee at lavazza.co.uk. So we'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.